Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will review Snowden and Blair Witch, as well as discuss what makes good horror. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing, Ozzy? It's been a long week, bro. I'm on vacation. <laughs> How long are you on vacation for? Because you're on vacation for our last podcast, too. Like five days. <laughs> nice. Um, what have you been doing on your vacation? Been watching anything? Been spending time with my grandma. Shout out. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've been watching a few things here and there. Been, Nothing too exciting. Time. Nothing too exciting, nothing like where I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, wow, nuts. I mean, dude, TV season is right around the corner, and I am so excited. <laughs> I know. It's going um, to take up a, a lot of... Yeah, I know. We got... What do we have coming up this week? We got... I know New Girl and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, those are coming out. Does... Does Blacklist start already this week? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, and then we definitely got Rebels coming up next weekend, I believe, so... Be looking out because I'm pretty sure we're gonna have reviews for reviews of that. So be looking out for that. Um, all right. Anyway, you want to get into Snowden, Ozzy? Let's do it, bro. All right. Um, I'm really curious, actually, what you think of this movie, um, because this is obviously an Oliver Stone movie. So it's definitely very. It takes some liberties, and it also is very one-sided. Um, he does not present the other side of the argument whatsoever, and, you know, that's fine, because that's his right to do. But I'm interested to see how, what you thought of it. How, what did you think about, of Snowden? Yeah. I thought it was, eh, like it, <laughs> like, alright, I'm just gonna start with a positive here, right. um, cause, yeah, uh, I <laughs> thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a pretty good job as, as Snowden. Agreed. Um, uh, yeah, he, his performance, I was expecting to come out of this and be like, he might finally get an Oscar nomination, but I don't think it was necessarily up to that level, but it was good. I'm not going to say he was a downfall in the movie at all. Yeah, I mean, he was certainly, he was certainly, his performance certainly kind of raised, raised it for me in a sense of, of my rating. Mm-hmm. Didn't give it, um, so, I mean, I thought he did a pretty good job, and especially the chemistry that he had with with Shailene Woodley. Yes. I'm so glad you, you mentioned that. because Yeah, I mean, they their relationship sort of carries this movie. And it's not a bad thing, necessarily. But, it, it, I mean, it their their chemistry and the, some of the dialogue that they have is actually, like, really interesting. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Their chemistry, to me, it was fantastic. It was the best part of the, part of the movie by far. Um, like you said, it was kind of what lifted the entire movie, for me, at least. Um, every yeah. time they were on screen together, I was locked in and interested. They they really did have great chemistry. Yeah, and Shane Woolley also did a great job portraying uh, portraying. I think I forgot what her character's name is, but yeah. she did a great job portraying uh, Snowden's girlfriend. Well, she, she is an yeah. underrated actress in general because I think people just think of her from those di- horrible Divergent movies, um, which is unfortunate. But it's kind of what happens when you lock yourself into one of these properties and they end up not doing as well as you'd hoped. 
it's crazy because Jennifer Lawrence locked herself into Hunger Games and that only raised her star power, but Shailene Woodley's kind of gotten forgotten for Divergent. I don't know. It's strange, but she is underrated and she was fantastic in this movie and like you said, their chemistry was it was what held the movie together. It was what kept me interested. So I yeah, agree with you on that one. You have any more positives? Um is that all you got, man? Um I I did really like the framing device that they used. They kind of framed the entire story of the movie with um in the interview that he was doing, the basically when he was giving out all this information um, to these to these journalists, and they used that to tell his backstory. And I did think that they used it pretty well, and um, it, it was an interesting framing device and a really good choice, in my opinion. Did you okay. like that? Um, I mean, to me, that's what made the movie all over the place. Really? Yes. I liked it. <laughs> um... I don't, what, why did it kind of, just because it was kind of a scattered timeline? Yeah, it was, that's the, like, we're, we're focused on the present, and then we keep going back, and then it's just like, we stay there, and then we just jump back into, like, this regular scene. And it kind of kept, that, it's, I mean, it's a, it, I don't know, dude, it, to me the movie was just all over the place. Just all over the place. Like, it was sort of a mess in how it was made. Uh, see, I don't know. To me, it, personally. To, to me, it was more the, it was just a cool framing device. Like the, he was, he was telling this this story to the journalists. So through that, he was telling the story to us, and I just thought that they did that pretty well. But to each their own, I suppose. Um, lastly, I kind of want to mention there were there were a lot of really cool conversations in this. Like just they would have interesting dialogue, and uh, that's the one thing I think Oliver Stone has did pretty well in this film. Is he kind of Although, yes, it's very one-sided, he does present some interesting arguments, and he gives a good, um, he allows the character of Snowden to kind of try to take you through his thought process, whether you believe his thought process or not. And it, agree with it or not, it was interesting to listen to. Yeah, I agreed. I agreed. Um, all right, I, I have a feeling you're itching to get to your negatives, so <laughs> why don't you take it away here, man? Okay, I'm just going to start off with Nicolas Cage because he was in the movie. Why was he in the movie? Why? Like, there's no... Anybody literally could have played his part. Anybody. Um, But he wasn't bad. It was just... He wasn't bad. He was it might have been there. distracting because it was Nicolas Cage, but he wasn't bad. He was just there. Like, How was he a negative? He was... Yes, he was just there, but... I'm just, no, I'm not, I'm not going to... Like, I'm not saying that he was, like, a negative oh part. I'm just saying, like, anybody could have played him. Like, okay, so... <laughs> I don't know. It... Whatever. I don't know why that has to be brought up, but okay. Well, my biggest negative is that the movie was just all over the place. Like yeah. we were just focusing, like it was, it would jumble between talking about what he was like, what he was struggling with at work, and then it would just like it would jump back to his relationship with with Shailene Woodley, and it was mm -hmm. like like it was interesting, but at the same time, like we couldn't stay focused on one point. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm like, and it was just all over the place with like different points, and then. Him learning about what the NSA was doing was, was kind of just, I mean, it kind of just happened. You know, I would think that him knowing this would be like fun. Like, I think, I would think him getting to know this information would be like a big deal, but it kind of just happens. Well, because I, because to I, me, that's more, that makes sense to me because 
everyone else is acting like this is just normal. Nobody else is reacting to this. So if he overreacts, then he's going to be in trouble. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of goes along with the flow until he can't do it anymore, according oh, to this version just, of the story. But it's just, no, but it's just like, it's, it's basically how he found out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's nonchalant. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Well, but that's how, like, who's to say that's not how it was, you know, and people I mean, aren't casually guess, acting I mean, like I'm it. I'm just saying, I mean, it just came up with, like, like, if it wasn't a big, I mean, to me, it didn't really come off to me as, like, a big deal till we hit more of, like, the ending of the movie. Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. I I disagree. I thought that he was doing a good job of portraying that he was disturbed by everything that was happening. No, and that's no, and that's fine. I'm talking about how like he found out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just nonchalantly brought up, and he's just like, you know, he was he was acting like it was a big deal, but it didn't affect me just because of how it was brought up. You know what I mean? The guy who showed him was just nonchalant. Yeah, dude, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I mean, sure, it's cool. Yeah, like, but it's not. But it's not like the government was saying, "Oh, we know this is horrible, and we know this is wrong." Like, no, they think they're doing the right thing. So I don't know. Um, I disagree with you on that point. But um, all right, to me, the biggest issue, I don't know. It just kind of felt there were at times of the film that it felt really just I don't know, like cheesy or like a TV movie. Like some of the some of the performances in the movie were so overacted. Um, like some of the government people were like, um, especially the first, the, his first teacher at that, um, at that school in Virginia that he went to was, he, he was just so, he was overacting. He was kind of acting like, hmm, I'm so mysterious and evil. And it's like, okay, like, come on, <laughs> can't you act like a normal human being? I don't know if any human beings, even people in the government act like that. It was kind of really ridiculous at times. Yeah, I'll give, I'll give you that there. Um, and there were also there was also some of the cinematography. Like the, he did some interesting things visually, but there were times when I was just like, it was distracting because it just really came across as, oh, I'm watching a movie. You know, it took me out of it, and it I, it it didn't work. Um, and in particular, how the entire because um, if you don't know, Snowden was um, for a brief time in the military before he got injured. Um, and they kind of showed that a little bit. And I'm sorry, I don't know if it was Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt or if it, it was how they shot it, but I do not, I did not believe that he was in the military whatsoever. He did could look completely out of place. That entire sequence felt out of place and just did not work at all. Yeah, I feel like I was watching Little Steve Rogers again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. It just did not work. Um, so that's something in particular that just bothered me. And that's just, to me, it, it's an early example, and that's why I'm using it, of how it just came across as cheesy at times, honestly. Anything else, Ozzy, on Snowden? Yeah, you, you took the rest out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, last, last thing I want to bring up is, as I mentioned off the top, it's very one-sided, and that comes goes along with just an Oliver Stone movie. But um, a side effect of that is that at, at times it can be very preachy and very, oh, this is this is what you should think, and this is blah 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 blah. And you're just like, okay, like, how about you kind of present things to us and let us to come to a conclusion instead of just shoving everything into our face and saying this is what you should think. Um, it, it was very preachy at times. Yeah, I can agree with that. Um, all right, Ozzy, you want to just rate this movie? 
I give it a solid six. Okay. Um, I'm going to be a little higher than you, just, just a little bit, because I do think there are, like I said, there's some very interesting dialogue in this movie. Shailene Woodley and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's performances and chemistry is great. Um, and towards the end, I was kind of getting into it, um, but it's all the stuff leading up to it that kind of took it away from me. But I'm going to give it about a 6.3. Um, it's it's okay. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily recommend everybody go see it. If it's something you're really interested in, then sure, go check it out. But um, I'm not going to give a hard recommendation to this at all. So, Ozzy, you want to move on to Blair Witch? Yeah, let's go. go all right, um, Blair Witch, the third film actually in the Blair Witch franchise at this point. Um, have you seen the first two, or at least the first one? No. Okay. I actually watched the first one the day before I went to go see this one. And I'm actually glad I did that. That was a really interesting experience. It was kind of... They they made me appreciate different things about each one of them, um, having seen the other one. So I, I'm really happy I did that. And if you haven't seen the first one, I think that's the way you go see these movies. I, I think it was really cool to do that. Um, but anyway... Ozzy, what did you think of Blair Witch? Um, it was again, it was it was okay. It wasn't. <laughs> it's not the best horror film I've seen all year. Oh no. Um, it. If I have to give the movie something, I've I haven't seen like as a, a horror found footage film that actually has really good sound, mm-hmm. and this one actually has really good sound. Yeah. Like I was, I was creeped out. A few times I'm just like, what the hell is out there? <laughs> just because the sound was really good. So if it's it's if it's one thing I'm gonna give the uh, the movie props for, it's definitely the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, for me it was, I did like the sound. I didn't. There were times when I was like, okay, that sound was like a little over the sound. Like, um, when, part of the movie is like this girl hurts her foot. And they do do, they do something interesting with that idea, but at the same time, like, there are times when I was like, did she, like, break her ankle? Like, with the sound that they were making, it was so over the top compared to what actually happened to her foot. I was like, what is going on? Um, so that, there was definitely some things that bothered me there, but other than that, I agree with you on the sound. Um, to me, I'm going to start with an overall thing, and then I'm going to get a little more specific. The mythology that they do set up in this, it, it was really interesting, especially towards the end when you, they start to reveal things. And um, we'll talk about this off-air, Ozzy, because I don't want to spoil anything, but they, I don't know if you noticed some things that they kind of introduced in this towards the end, but they introduced some really, really interesting concepts that I, I was really into when I was watching it. Um, not going to lie. Um, so I, th- I do think that that is a definite positive of the movie. Some kind of some of the backstory and some of the really cool elements that they introduced. Um, yeah, the way they, the way they tell the sto- like the mythology yeah. is, is actually really good. Like I was starting to believe, I was like, what? It's yeah. crazy. So it's actually really good how they set it up. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think about how, or what do you think about the movie and how it was paced? I thought it was slowly paced, mm-hmm. which is okay for a scary movie. It's fine. But I think they didn't particularly use it also really well, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that we did not get any 
characterization in these characters, so it's not like I really cared for any of these characters. Uh, you know I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's I only, wanted... like, I think I only cared just for, like, maybe one or two. Agreed. And that's it. Like, I didn't care for all of them, though. Yeah. I agree. I'm glad you kind of kind of readjusted that statement because I do like there were two characters in particular that I was like okay I'm I can get down with these people but other than that everyone else was kind of just yeah there like, and was, I was like was... okay I don't really and there were some of them I actively disliked the like there are these two two side characters that are not connected with the other main group and I really hated those characters they were just so annoying and they kept popping up and just and I was like, "Gosh, go away! Like you're you're so distracting from the rest of the actual story that's happening right now." Um, so I did not like their characters at all. But and then there was also one of the main group that I actively disliked. The um, what's the character's name? I can't remember his name, but it was the black guy. He was just so I, he was a douche. <laughs> that's the only way to describe it. Um. So I did not like his character at all, but gosh, we're leaking into our negatives. But, um, I, as for the pace, I would agree with you for the most part, but I do, I liked the pace pretty much. Um, I thought it was kind of a slow build at first. And then by the time it gets to its peak, like things are going and I was into it. And that's kind of leads me to my last positive is basically the second half of this movie. I was all in. Um, the first half I do have my issues with because of some of the things we'll get to later and some of the things we've already mentioned with the characters. Um, but I really, really liked the second half of this movie. Um, it got really interesting and there were some really honestly genuine scary moments that I was like, oh, that's not, like, there were some things that bothered me about kind of how the cameras were set up. But at the same time, like, there was once, where I was like, okay, I'm glad they set it up like this because that really worked and put me on edge. Um, so that's definitely a positive for me is the second half. Um, but there is a caveat on that, but for the most part, the second half of the movie was the stronger half. Yeah, I agreed. All right. Do you have any more positives or you want to move into negatives? Uh, we can move into our negatives. All right. So as for negatives for Blair Witch, um, I think that especially with, I mentioned how the cameras were used and there were definitely, I definitely had some big issues with that because there was a time when like they had so many different cameras that they used in different ways that I was like, why even make this a found footage movie if you're going to find so many ways to get around it being a found footage movie? And, like how many people bring this many cameras on a freaking camping trip. I don't care what they're shooting. It was ridiculous at times. Like, everyone had an, a cam that they put over their ear so that they had a, their eye view of it. Which, okay, sure, that makes sense in today's, in this day and age, right? Yep. And then they had a drone, which, okay, fine, I get it, whatever, it works. But they don't even really use the drone to its full potential, but whatever. And then they have a regular camera, which... Again, whatever. And then there's another regular camera, but it's a more old-school camera that the two side characters have. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And then they have another camera that they strap to a tree. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Why make it found footage if you're going to find so many freaking ways to get around it being found footage? It drives me insane. 
And yes, there was there was times where they used, especially that camera that they strapped to the tree, really well. And I was like, oh, that's an that's a really good shot. But you don't. It didn't need to be found footage because it honestly didn't. It just didn't because of how many cameras they used. It took away the effect of it actually feeling like found footage by the end. I'll give you that. <laughs> Did you not? I, I obviously you didn't feel as passionately I mean, I about didn't it. I think about it. I mean, I didn't think about it as much as you did. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm thinking about it now. I'm just like, All right, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Um, but no do you agree with how it. they didn't use the drone very well at all for even? Yeah, I'm just like, really? <laughs> I mean, it was Come like, on. oh, okay. Like um, the one thing it. that possibly could have saved you, you, you happened to screw that up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was wasted. I don't even know why they even introduced it if they were going to get rid of it that quickly anyway, but whatever. Um, do you, what are, what's the negative for you, Ozzy? Um, so what? All right, the movie was extremely predictable. I thought. Yes. Like um, I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna tell you off air. Yeah. As soon as this character went away, I'm just like, you're dead. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. It's fine, dude. It's fine. Enjoy. Enjoy it while it lasts. And he was gone. <laughs> so because this one, as opposed to the first Blair Witch, which, like I said, I watched very close to when I watched this new one. The first one, they weren't aiming for it to feel like a movie. Like, they honestly wanted it to feel like this was just footage they found out in the woods. So they kind of abandoned the story as opposed to the feel of it. And to me, that was a great decision because it worked. This one leaned more on story. And the unfortunate side effect of that is, with horror, you have very limited story options. So... It, it becomes predictable, and that was just something that happened with this movie because they decided to focus more on the story, and we've seen so much horror at this point that it felt like, okay, we've been here, we've done this, so we know where it's going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it's unfortunate, but it, it, it is how it is. Um, my biggest negative, and again, I don't want to compare it to the first one, but I'm going to end up doing it. Um, with the first one, the strongest aspect by far of the movie was the performances. Um, the lead performance in that, in that first one was absolutely fantastic. She carried the movie and she was the strongest point of the movie. With this one, I, I wouldn't even come close to saying that about the, the performance in this movie. For the most part, they were average to flat out not good. I, again, I don't know if this was because I didn't like his character very much, but the black guy was not very good at all. Um, yeah, Peter. His, his name was Peter. Yeah, the, the guy, who, like his, the character's name was Peter. Yeah, his um, his girlfriend in the movie was not very good at all. Um, the only two characters, but really, I would only give it to one that I thought were actually pretty good was the girl again in this one. I thought she was pretty strong. She um, was. Her name is. Uh, Kelly Hernandez. Yeah, Ozzy's the name guy, and um, <laughs> the main and the main guy as well. He wasn't too bad as well. Um, yeah, but, his name is James Allen McHugh. Yeah, and then like I said, with those two side characters, I think they were a, a little bit of overacting there, but at the same time, it was mostly just their characters were unbearable. Um, but yeah, do you agree that that was a weak point in the movie? Yeah, some of the acting really did take me out of it. I'm just yeah. like. 
Uh, I felt like Carlos, no offense, and anybody who's from there, but I felt like I was hanging out with a stereotypical person that's from Boca. And I was just <laughs> like, this is not okay. I, I don't care if any of you die at this point besides just the two of you guys. Yeah. You guys are pretty cool people. But other than that, I, just, mm-hmm. um, I had problems. Um, it was, it was, it was just decent, man. <laughs> Oh, the last part of the like when like we're, when don't they spoil get anything, part, but they get to this part, um, <laughs> it looked really bad. I can't like I don't know if it's a spoiler, but okay. it really looked bad. And this is where the sound kind of dropped to like an all time negative for me. I felt like I was at Halloween Horror Nights, mm-hmm. like it was that. I was like, wow, really. This is this is like this looks like Halloween Horror Nights. It looks like someone's recording all yeah. their, their freaking camera. So it just wasn't that that last part, like the last few minutes. It just, it took me out of the movie completely. It just it just looked really bad to me. Personally. Um, I I think I kind of know what you're talking about, and this kind of, that kind of leads to one of my other big negatives for this movie. It did not know when to end, and. But I do think that that was a side effect of having so many characters in this one. Again, the first one had three characters, so it was e- it was easy to wrap up. But with this one, there's what six characters that you have to wrap up every storyline individually, and it's like, ugh, like it. There was a good ending that they had, and then they're like, oh yeah, we have three more characters that we have to deal with, and then they go and do that, and I'm just like, ah oh, man, like it was a really wasted opportunity, and it's unfortunate, but. It just kind of meandered at the end because of how many characters they had to deal with. Yeah. Um, lastly, last thing I want to ask you about is the witch, the actual witch. How did you think, or what did you think of how they used her? I thought she was all right. I mean, she was definitely, definitely, like, she was definitely sort of creepy in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, when I didn't see her, exactly. you know, and I just heard yes. what was going on, like, that was awesome. That was perfect. And I was like, okay, this actually might be good. Cause my friends and I were talking about it. It's, it's way more, it's, the scare effect hits you when you don't see what's coming. You know what I mean? Yes. And we'll get to that in our so, next discussion as well. But yes. yeah, like, like there, yes, it can sometimes work if you show what's scaring you. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that doesn't work, but it leaves more of an effect on me if, if you don't see what's going on. When I finally saw her, I was like, this looks like a retarded doll. <laughs> but I'm just like, this looks like a really bad doll. Like, yeah. I don't, like, it looks like a naked doll slash Cloverfield demon, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fine. But mm-hmm. towards the end, I'm just like, this is, she's just becoming so predictable now. Yeah. Like, you had it all figured out, and now you're making her look like a predictable part, predictable, de- like, monster or whatever. So it was, she was okay. Like, I'll give her... If I'm, if I'm going to rate her, it's going to be like a 6.5. They <laughs> did use her... Yeah, rate individual she, characters now. Uh-huh. No, I mean, they did use her decently in the beginning. Like, I have, I have yeah. to say that she was really used well in the beginning. Yeah. Um, see, I, I'm really struck because on one point, like, one of my biggest issues with the first one was how they used the actual witch in the movie, but... This one, it was kind of the opposite, and I think it was it was worse. It, like you can't, it, they showed her too much. And honestly, with these kind of things, that you have to you have to follow that school of thinking. Less is more, and I think they kind of abandoned that, and it stinks because 
I, I don't know. It just, it was a wasted opportunity again with that aspect of the movie. I, I, I agree with you. They should have shown her less. And if you're going to show her at all, show her at the end, you know, and have it be, oh my gosh, like a scary effect, you know? Yeah. So I, I agree with you on that point. Ozzy, do you have anything else to say about this movie or do you want to just rate it? Let's rate. What do you rate this, Carlos? <sighs> Man. Um, I'm really struggling here. I'm going to put it at a seven just on the, just based on the strength of that second half for the most part. Like I said, it does meander a bit at the end, but honestly, I really did like the second half of this movie. Um, uh, and I, I would, especially if you like horror, I would recommend you go see it. Just check it out. But even, even if you're just a movie fan, I think there is enjoyment to be had in this movie. Honestly. But I might be in the minority on that one. This movie's not making very much money at the box office, so we'll see. Ozzy, what are you, what are you gonna rate it? A five point nine. Jeez, man. Mm-mm. Um. All right. I I think I that's fair. I I get it, but I, I yeah, just, man. I can't just, get like, there. compared compared to like some of the other horror movies that I've seen this year, this movie just is not up to par with that. that that's and, true. I mean, it's no witch. That will, it's no witch. That is for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not something that's up to par with other horror films. Um, and it's not something that had me thinking about it after, after, and it's not something that I was, it's not something that I was like, oh my gosh, like I can never see the movie again. No, Mm -hmm. it was a decent movie. Like it was a, it's not something I would recommend you go see. All right. Let's move into our final topic of discussion. What makes good horror films? And I kind of wanted to talk about this. Number one, because obviously Blair Witch is coming out. And number two, because, like I said, I watched the Blair Witch Project, the original, the other night. And after it, there was at least one guy who, this the same guy who didn't like the witch, but that's a whole other discussion, who, <laughs> who was like, oh my gosh, that movie was horrible. That might be the worst horror movie I've ever seen. And although I get why some people wouldn't like it, I think that was a little extreme, and at the same time, I think, and I tweeted this out the, that same night, horror is by far the most misunderstood genre of film, and I think it's worth talking about. So, Ozzy, what to you makes a good horror movie? No crappy jump scares. <laughs> that is a okay. fair point. I feel like a lot of people, I feel like a lot of directors just want to throw in like a crappy jump scare, just like, ah... Mm-hmm. Scaring you? No, it's not. It's not a joke. Okay, I came to see this horror movie. I want to get scared. Okay, I'm not here to get stupid, stupid scared. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. I think people, directors, need to stop throwing these crappy jump scares in there. And but the thing, the thing is, and this is why I said it's misunderstood even by the audiences, is because that's what people think they want. And it drives me up the wall. I'm telling you, it's like, oh, it didn't have 50 jump scares or a jump scare every five minutes. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, to me, that is not nowhere near what makes movies scary. And um, I'll come back to the jump scares. But to me, people mistake, and directors and audience do this, people mistake, people mistake good horror with, 
they they want to be startled. And it's like being startled is not the same thing as being scared or being frightened. And people will be like, oh, that, that like, it, they, they'll say that scared me when something kind of jumps out at them. No, that startled you. <laughs> There's a difference. Genuine fear is what horror movies should be going for. They, you want something that's going to stick with you. If you don't, if you just have these jump scares every five minutes, they become these thrillers and yeah, that can work for what they're trying to do, but most of the time they're just really stupid and they don't work at all. Um, they, jumps, movies that are based on jump scares can work because jump scares can work, in my opinion. If you have something, because the jump scares that are really stupid, can we agree on this, is when it's something pops out and then it's like a bird or something. That's yeah. the worst, right? If it's actually something scary, then it's better. It makes more sense, and I can I can go with that. Um, but if it's just like, oh, a bird flew against the window, it's like, all right, that was stupid. But even those, if used properly, but people don't use them properly, if used properly, can work because what they can do is they built you're building up the tension throughout the entire scene, and then a bird flies at the window, and it's and it startles you, and you're like, okay. Oh, it's just a bird. And then you let your guards down, and then something scary happens. That's how you use those kind of jump scares. But unfortunately, directors don't do that these days. They will throw these stupid bird jump scares at you, and then that was supposed to be the scary part. And it's like, that wasn't scary. That startled me. <laughs> There's a difference. Um, so that to me, that's, that's the problem with jump scares. People don't know how to use them. And at the same time, people... Audience members mistake being startled with being frightened. I agree with you there. What about... To me, I don't know if you agree with this, but to me, the what makes good horror is tone and atmosphere and tension. Do you agree with that? I uh, definitely agree with that, 100%. Um, what's a movie that used that the best for you? Use those kind of aspects to make a really good horror movie. I'm just going to say The Witch. All right, that's the first movie definitely, I would bring up, too. Definitely, like, the way they shot it, which is another thing that I'm going to add it. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you shoot the scenery really well, mm -hmm. and if you, like, like, if you shoot the scenery really well, if you take time with your characters, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. this can end up being a really good scary scary movie for you. Because I think, I think a lot of mo scary movies... Throw in these random people that that you don't even care about, yes. which when they get scared, you don't care mm -hmm. for it. You know what I mean? Which takes down the whole scary down a notch. Like if you don't care for these characters, like you're not gonna get like you know what I mean? Like you're not yes. gonna get scared for them, and it sucks. Another thing, you need to have great sound. Mm -hmm. If you don't have good sound, I, I don't know what to tell you because like. Sound sound is a very important thing in movies, but especially in horror movies in yes. general. Like it is very important to have great sound in, in these movies. It scares the living crap out of me when I hear something and I don't know what the hell it is. Mm -hmm. So that is a very important effect that I think horror movies need to have nowadays. Yeah, and that kind of goes um that kind of goes along with what you were talking about earlier with not seeing something is more scary than seeing it. Um, but we'll, we'll get there in a second. Another movie that I think executes tone and atmosphere very well is The Exorcist. The Exorcist is considered one of the scariest movies of all time for a reason. It just puts you in this place where you're, you're on edge the entire time. You are uneasy. 
And I think The Witch is kind of a throwback to those kind of movies. It's, um, it's like, it's trying to be what The Exorcist was, what, um, some of those other classic horror movies was. Um, and it's doing that in an age of modern horror. And that is why a lot of people will sit there and go, that was stupid. I didn't like that. Well, because they're so used to modern horror. They're so used to the movies that are based on jump scares. And I don't hate modern horror. I like m- some modern horror it, it, if you use it well. Like like I said, if you have a good... If a movie that are, that's based on some of these jump scare type things is actually made well, like filmed well, directed well, has a good story, and has good characters, then it can work. But it's harder to do those things, and it takes a little bit more effort than a lot of people are willing to put in with horror movies. Um, I've said this before, I think The Conjuring is the best, the absolute best that modern horror can get. Because it definitely has those elements of those jump scares, those, oh, what's around the corner kind of things. But and it's also extremely shot well. Exactly. It's James shot Warren very knows well. How to shoot it's directed well. It has well. fantastic characters. And to me, the strongest aspect of The Conjuring is the story. Um, so that that is what kind of sets those movies apart. Like, if you're going to do it, you have to do it well. Um, and that that's why with modern horror that that's the struggle that a lot of these movies have because people aren't willing to put in that kind of effort and aren't and don't focus on the story like you said don't focus on the characters and you don't care about the characters so it's it's unfortunate that, that happens but it just just is how it is um another one that I would bring up to a lesser degree than the conjuring is the insidious movies for the most part those have very good story and that's what carry those movies um but at the same time, they still kind of have those teensy, that teensy, like, jump scare kind of feel to them. And I don't like those movies as much as, like, say, The Conjuring. Um, but that's another discussion. Let's get to what we kind of mentioned before about not seeing something being scarier than seeing what you're supposed to be scared of. Why do you think that works? No, it works because you don't know what's coming for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear something, but you don't know from where. You don't know where it is. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know what it looks mm-hmm. like. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. don't know. You just you don't know what to expect. You um, know? And it's sort of just like an ambush type thing where anything can happen at any moment. Yeah, and it's something that you cannot see. You are. This is definitely an uncomfortable. Makes you uncomfortable. And it's definitely like you're you're on guard at all times, but it's again, it's like you're you're on this high alert, but this thing can come at any point because it has you like yeah. right where it wants you. You know what I mean? And um, the only thing you can do is sit there and wait for it to come out. Agreed. Uh, I th- I believe it was John Carpenter that said something about bas- basically the gist of what he was saying was your what people imagine in their heads is scarier than anything you can actually put on the screen. And to me, that is such a great rule of thumb. And I wish more people, more directors would follow that, follow that mindset. Because honestly, people, when they don't see something, your brain fills in the gaps. They, they, it imagines what it could possibly be. And it's hard for anything that you actually put on the screen to match that. So that is why, to me, 
why what you don't see can a lot of the times be scarier than what you see on the screen. And that's why I think for a lot of these things, you have to hold off on showing those things. And when you show it, have it again, be effective and have it be at the end of something that built so much tension that it kind of makes up for the fact that maybe your imagination imagine something scarier, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. One last thing I want to add is yes. I, I do think that if, if, if you have it, like if you do have a plot twist, use it extremely well. Mm -hmm. Like, like there are movies that have these twists. For instance, like the witch, the witch has like this twist in the end. I think you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where I was just like, Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And it was awesome how they used it. Um, yeah. so I think if, if, I think a movie should definitely have the scary movie should definitely have a twist, but it should be well done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like it, it's something that I want to think about. I want to think about this horror movie after I leave the theater. Yeah. You know what I mean, I want to be scared at night to not to sleep. You know what I mean? That's what I want. And yes. so, and I feel like a big part of that is due to the twist. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you brought that up because to me, what modern horror has kind of done, I guess you would say really well, but like I said, not really well because it's just being startled is they kind of scare you in the moment. Again, I don't think it's really being scared. I think it startles you in the moment, but what good horror does, honestly, what good horror does is make you scared and make you think about it after you watch the movie. That's when it should really get you. The more, the more you think about these movies, the more you should grow to appreciate appreciate them because the more they should be scaring you and the more they should be kind of putting you on edge and making you think about them. That is good horror. That is what makes strong. That's what pulls out strong emotions instead of just, Oh, that, that kind of scared me. Quote unquote. Um, man, I, and, and one last thing I want to bring up is kind of like going off what you were just saying with, um, kind of, a twist and, and then, but at the same time, not going back to our not showing things conversation in the conjuring Two, there's a scene where like a dog transforms into something. I'm not going to say what it, what it is. Cause I don't want to spoil anything, but this, and it's all CGI and it looks like really weird. It was a really distracting scene just because of how weird it was to look at. But, um, to me, you have to, a lot of the times, this isn't all always because sometimes you, you have to make things, uh, kind of out there. But a lot of the times it's better for horror to ground it in realism and to make people feel like, oh, this could actually happen, you know? And when you have all these weird CGI things that you're just throwing out on the screen, it doesn't help with that at all. It kind of takes the other movie and go, oh, I'm just watching a movie. And then it takes that kind of innate fear that people have out of their brains. You know what I'm saying? completely agree and that's why like you were brought up with the witch and we're talking about the witch a lot if you can't tell we love that movie it's brilliant um that's why with the witch there's an aspect of that where they hold back and they don't show you some things and you're just like that was probably like the more you sit back and think about it you're like that's probably a brilliant move because if they showed it it would have completely taken me out of it um so like i said it was that that is to me one of the best horror movies I've seen in at least the last, from at least the last 10 years, if not one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Um, obviously, The Exorcism, 
is up there, or The Exorcist, is it The Exorcist? Yeah, The Exorcist is up there, my bad, and um, I, I believe we've counted down our top 10 horror movies before, haven't we? Yeah, I think we have. Yeah, so we, we won't go into all that, but to me, I think this was a discussion worth having, because, like I said, people just don't understand horror on so many levels, and they just want to be startled, and it's like, that's not good horror, and it's just so frustrating. <laughs> For me, at least. I don't know about you. Horror <laughs> um, is not really my my, my, my uh, genre, yeah. per se, but I do agree with you that. I'm thinking, I remember when I was a kid, I wouldn't be able to sleep if I saw a horror movie. Now yeah. it's like when I leave a horror movie, I'm fine. So and, it's Unless like, it's done really it's, well, you know? Yeah, so it's just like, you know, I want, I want this... I want I want to think about these movies after I leave. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't. I was I was sitting sitting up at work being distracted because I was thinking about the witch too damn much. I'm just like, <laughs> this is just so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so like it would be that's that's how much I thought about this movie. That's how much that movie had had yeah. an effect. The Conjuring, same thing. I couldn't sleep because I you know it was like this is really weird. So yeah. I mean it's. Just, they need to get back to to shoot. Stop putting in actors who cannot act in scary movies because it just <laughs> brings down the whole scare effect down. And if you're gonna use a jump scare, use it well. Shoot mm-hmm. the movie well. Give the movie great sound, and that's genuinely what they need to do. Yeah, agreed. All right, Ozzy, you want to move into recommendations? All right, let's do it, Carlos. <laughs> what do you recommend, bro? Um, I've mentioned this movie multiple times on this episode alone when we were reviewing Blair Witch. Um, The Blair Witch Project. Uh, This is a movie that is a perfect example of the more I think about it, the more I like it. Like I said before, you have to go into this movie not thinking about, oh, I'm going in to watch, quote-unquote, one of the scariest movies of all time. (laughs) Go into it thinking... This was, act, like, pretend it's, like, actually found footage, because that's what they were going for. They wanted this to legitimately feel like this was just footage that they found. And if you go into it with this mind, with that mindset, it, I'm telling you, it's going to blow your mind. Because, gosh, it's so, it's, it just feels so visceral and real. I, I don't know what it is, but the, the way they kind of put everything together, uh, man, it, it really messed with you. And like I said, the acting... It's some of the best acting you'll get in a horror movie in a while. It's re- really impressive at times. So that is definitely a movie I'd recommend. But it's very divisive. So I'm recommending this with the full knowledge that some people are going to come back and say, I absolutely hated this movie. Because I believe audience score has got like a 55%. So it's a very divisive movie. Um, but I think it's worth watching just for the discussion even alone. So check it out. Ozzy, what do you got? Um, you talked about it a lot on, on this particular podcast, The Witch. Um, I <laughs> we saw this recommend movie. this movie so many times now. Yeah, I think I saw. <laughs> yeah, I saw this movie at your house because you bought it. You bought it, and this movie scared the crap out of me going home because um, just it's just the effect that it has on you after you leave. It's ridiculous. I remember Carlos was warning me about this when I saw him. <laughs> and I saw it with him. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this this is this is the best horror film I've seen all year." Be out the Conjuring too. Oh, me, definitely. Um, but I 
the thing about this movie is the way it's shot yeah. is amazing. The it respects its time period because it's a it's back it's back when the pilgrims came it's in. The sixteen hundreds, so I believe. Yeah, so it's old English. The costume design is amazing. A lot like it's just such a sh- it's just generally it's just a well shot film and it's just a rig- and it's it's just a good film in general. Yeah. Um, a thing that I am going to mention though is just this is old English. Like they were they literally respect this time mm-hmm. period. So if you cannot, so like if this is not your type of thing, then don't see it. Yeah, but put on the subtitles. That's the way to get around yeah. that. Yeah, but um, this is a movie that does stick with you after you watch it because you do not see anything at all and it's just it's awesome Mm -hmm. so that's my recommendation agreed all right ozzy you want to sign us out yeah man uh where can people find you on social media uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at cherry 456 make sure you follow us the screenfellas on twitter and instagram at screenfellas as well um bobby runs that account and it is definitely entertaining also make sure you check out our youtube channel um we have some behind we're gonna have some behind the scenes stuff on there we already have a video up and if you um like our social media accounts you will definitely like this video because it is it heavily features bobby and his ridiculousness so definitely check that out it is um pretty funny um and then also Coming up, we're probably going to have a, at least a brief Emmy recap because the Emmys are tomorrow, I believe, or yeah, tomorrow when we're recording this at least. And we'll, we'll talk about those, probably get in a little Game of Thrones talk in there because it'll be a great excuse to talk some Game of Thrones. Um, and then like we said, TV season's starting up, so we got a lot of TV talk coming up. Um, Rebels, recaps... Tons of stuff. Westworld's going to be coming out soon, and I'm getting more and more excited as, as the more I see that, so definitely check those things out. All right. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at CastroOzzy and on Instagram at OzzyCray. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Guys, please, please, please rate and review the show because that helps a lot. As Carlos said, we have a YouTube channel, so please check that out. Guys, this is Screen Fellas. Screen Fellas.